Hey guys, welcome to The Breakdown. I have had so much fun. Honestly, I think I speak for the three of us. We've had so much fun doing this Breakdown podcast. And as we approach the holidays, happy Thanksgiving, by the way, um, we are taking a little bit of a break, a little hiatus. We've had an incredible season one. We will be back in January, um, that second week of January, January 12th. So make sure to subscribe, check us out, and join us when we come back in January. But for now, enjoy our final episode of season one. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of The Breakdown. My name is Josh and I'm here with my forever hosts, Brock and Mary. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm off just a little bit because normally Mary does the introduction. I know. And so, but it's it's, it's soothing though. The Josh, yes, the Josh tones are soothing. Oh, good. Smooth yes. tones. Oh, thanks guys. So typically what we do is we take a portion of the weekend message and then we break it down for you. But every once in a while, we throw a little something special in there called Now I Know. And this week, we're going to hear a little bit of Mary's story. Very Mary, exciting. What are we talking about today? Here we go. Deep breath. Yeah. In the nose, out the mouth. No. Um, I'm excited to share a little bit um, about my story. And it's so funny because I, I step into these conversations and it is so uncomfortable. Um, but I could, because I feel so different. I feel so different from you guys. You know, uh, I'm 29 years old and I'm a girl. Baby. Yeah. I'm a little infant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I'm bringing all of that into this, but I'm excited to share it because I know there's people that are listening that can definitely relate to me. And especially if you're listening to this, you probably want to be good. Like you're most people that listen to podcasts about breaking down scripture, they're not like um, hellbent, if you will. <laughs> they are definitely wanting to improve and be good people. And that was that's kind of my story, like truly to the core. I've always wanted to be good. I have always wanted to do what's right. I was your like, quote unquote, good girl. Mm. And I think, would you guys say that's true of me now? <laughs> do I still put off that I, kind of air? I don't get that air at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be more of a bad girl these days, but shocking. I'm just yeah, a good yeah, girl. Yeah. I can't help it. Um, and, and, you know, people, um, people love that, right? They love someone who is obedient, helpful, um, backs up everything they say, and they're just easy to be around. That's just what I wanted to be. And so growing up, and especially through just my family and my upbringing, that was kind of my protective shield a little bit, was do what's good, do what's right, and everything will be okay. <laughs> we'll make it. And um, long story short, that's not really accurate. And that wasn't really how things played out. And I think that I um, have always thought that if I could be good, that's me keeping my life under control. And I did that for a long time and it was all under control until it wasn't under control. And um, it all actually happened with a family situation and it just blew up in my face. And I won't get into too many details, but um, just some difficult, a difficult relationship in my family. And um, all my life, I had just done what everyone in my family wanted me to do. And I was always very accommodating um, and never wanted to make anyone else's life inconvenient. And that uh, held together for so long until one day at dinner. <laughs> and um, that kind of brought everything to the surface that day. And in that moment, when there was a situation at dinner, 
um, I couldn't fix it. I couldn't make everybody else feel better. I had no power to make my husband happy, my brother happy, my mom happy, my dad happy, everyone happy. So I, so I hit a wall basically. And um, that's actually when I decided and started on a journey toward um, figuring out what was going on because it was just very confusing. Anyone that deals with anxiety knows what I'm talking about. It is just very confusing when you can't fix it. And when you don't know what's wrong because you've been good and you've done everything right, like, why is this happening? So was there there a sense of like control that you'd lost and you couldn't fix it? And then you had anxiety about, hey, I can't control my world around me like I once thought I could. Yeah. You know what's so funny? And through the process that I'll, I'll kind of share a little bit more about in a little bit, but I realized that anxiety was kind of fear under control. trying to control it and then like depression because you go you hear about people going between left and right like anxious depressed anxious depressed um i was on that pendulum and whenever i felt like i could control that that fear it was anxiety when i feel like i couldn't control it it was depression and so it was like i was really down because i couldn't do everything right i couldn't fix it i couldn't help everybody and people perceiving me a certain way and so i couldn't get it under control so it kind of would go back and forth it almost, the two of those. Go ahead, Joe. It almost sounds like anxiety really became like your new normal. And so in your it sounds what you were saying is like in your desire to control things by making other people happy, you almost became under the control of this like constant anxiety. Total, under the control of people, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily anxiety. It was all about people and what they wanted. And, but, but I think my point though, is that in all of this, I thought I was doing what was right. Right. And I thought I was doing what was good. So nothing was making sense. And that's actually what wound me up in regeneration. Can I ask one more question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So you were, when you were going through this journey, it was like people pleasing and you had this perception that you need to keep up in the world around you, that you had it under control. Everything was good. You were this great little Christian person. Mm -hmm. And inside you were really struggling with anxiety and depression. You were like, this should not be, because I should have it under control and I should be perceiving to the world a different person. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm lying to the world around me because I'm really not healthy right now. And man, if you're listening, raise your hand if you've ever felt that before. Yeah, for real. All of us have. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's pride in there too. You know, like sometimes I think I was uh, someone that was very comfortable saying I have anxiety. Um, so to me, it was like, it was very confusing because what a good girl would do would, would be to recognize that. So I said that I would recognize it. You know, like I had all my bases covered and, and where I was supposed to be weak, I felt like I was. And where I was supposed to be strong, I felt like I was. Mm. So there's a little bit of that pride, but it's also like, man, it's not even the secret thing that was happening in me. It was, I was vulnerable about that because I'm doing what's right. Because you're supposed to be. You know? And and so it was kind of like, it's kind of, I think that's what made all of the lines so blurry. And so, yeah, that kind of was like, all right, hey, family, I'm going to regeneration. (laughs) And I highly recommend, here's my shameless plug for regeneration. Um, But really just any step towards healing. And and after I went through this program, one of the things that just kept coming back, because this was a little bit ago now, not not long ago, but a little bit ago. And the thing that kept coming back was step one. And step one of regeneration and of most recovery programs, I would step say. programs, yeah. Yeah, the 12-step programs is admit. And um, I found that not only do people, y- you hear this with um, people that are kind of stuck in cycles, 
that they just can't see that they have a problem. And I think it's easy on the outside to look at someone who's dealing with something that might look bigger and be like, okay, they definitely, we all know they don't know, right? (laughs) But for me, no one was looking at me saying, yeah, admit, like admit that you're too good of a, you know, like admit you're a people pleaser. No one was doing that. Everyone was so happy that I was a people pleaser. Everyone was so happy that I was a good girl. Everyone was so happy that I was succeeding in my job. And so with my situation, everything around me told me nothing to admit here. (laughs) And um, so in this process, you kind of walk through, um, it's a 12-step process. So you're walking through it, but I feel like when I got to the end, it almost brought me back to the beginning of admitting because you kind of start evaluating your life. You start digging in to um, what you think and what you do and why you do it, which (laughs) probably if you're listening, you're like, scary. (laughs) No, thank you. I'd rather ignore that. Mm. Um, But that was such a hard part for me because of what I'm talking about, that it was, it was, everything was wired in me and communicated to me that I was in the right. And so when I looked at the family situation or what was going on with us, I'm like, it's all him. Was it a sense of Man, if I admit these things, it's going to quickly undo everything I've been working so hard to hold together, control, things like that. Or was there something else going on that made admitting this seem so kind of maybe difficult or out of reach? I think that admitting it would have meant that I was bad. Like admitting it would have meant that I was wrong. And and that's what kept me from doing it was like, because cause I deal with um, thinking I'm bad and like I do a bad thing, I'm a bad person. So I identify mm. kind of with mm. that. And I think that's what really kept me from admitting mm. was if I admit that not only not only just admitting it, but just seeing it as it is, I think too. But I think it was I was holding back because that's that's devastating. That's a devastating news. <laughs> I was almost avoiding the pain so of your that. actions are pretty much tied with your perception of who you were. If you did good things, 100%. good person, bad things, bad person. So to admit, hey, I don't have it all together means that I'm a little rotten to the core here and I can't admit to that. To the mm. core, yeah. 100%. Mm. Yeah, and, and I would say, yes, that's true of me, but I find that that's just a general truth with people yeah. is that it's so, so hard, whether it's people-pleasing yeah. or something else. Because um, like worth, value, identity, it's, it's all tied, tied up in that. A hundred percent. So this is what admit is in the recovery program. Admit that you are powerless over your addictions, brokenness, and sinful patterns, and that in your own power, our lives are unmanageable. Um, and I remember the first day I was sitting in Regeneration, and we're all going around, and I said— you know, the, we do a whole, my name is Mary, blah, blah, blah. And um, I said, I'm very controlled. Like I'm very, I've got this under control. So to hit a step like this, where I'm having to say that my life's unmanageable, I'm basically saying I'm managed, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm managed, but I'm here, you know? And so I think that the depth of how difficult this is, I really want people to understand And something that I had to understand was this is everything. This is what gets me started. And the verse that goes with is Romans 7, 18. It says, for I know that nothing good dwells in me. Ouch. 
in my flesh. For I have the desire, this is me to the, to the core, I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. And I had to come to that situation with humility and recognize, even though I had tried so much all this time to keep it together and to do what I felt was what I was supposed to do, that's what even got me in regeneration. Oh, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do what a good girl does. I'm going to go get healing. And um, through that, I had to recognize that I couldn't do it. Like, And I, I wasn't able to manage my own life, mm. even though on the outside and to everybody else, at least as I perceived, they thought I had it together. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. big deal for you in admitting was just be able to say for the first time in your life, I can't do this. Yeah. It's, it, I, I can't manage this all myself. And so like you were at a place of surrender, like I'm tired of trying to manage. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. I need some help. And yeah. then knowing all the things that are like linked to that, mm-hmm. almost, I'm almost imagining like those kind of dominoes, like tipping over a lot more dominoes must have felt like a pretty, pretty big kind of moment of realization. Yeah. I think it, it was one moment, one really big moment that kind of started it all, but it's something I feel is a daily thing now, um, where it's so easy to fall back in. And, you know, the last step is continue. <laughs> step 12, continue. Mm. And so coming back to step one, I just find that that is where so many people get stuck. And that's where I get stuck. I start forgetting that my life is unmanageable. I start thinking, oh, I got this together. I fixed that problem. One of my mottos um, now in life that kind of was triggered by all this was fix does not equal heal. And I have to constantly remind myself of that because I got to I want to fix my life. I want to fix who I am. I want to fix everything so I can be good, be right, and be working as I should. And um, that was detrimental to my faith. But I realized what I learned in all of it was that I was hurting not just myself. So yeah, we recognize that. But I was literally hurting. I had a part to play. Like my my doing Mm. that was actually not helping people. It was hurting people. In a lot of ways, like one of them might even be like a kind of an example at work. Like I would tell someone something they wanted to hear or I would agree with them even though they were wrong. You know, so so I had to swap. This is just an example of having to swap that mindset, right, of, okay, yeah, I'm appeasing them, but I'm not helping them. Like I'm I'm making sure they still like me. There's no conflict. There's no issue, but I've actually hurt them because I haven't helped them. Mm. And I think that that I had to, had to, had to see how damaging that was. And I still struggle to see it because it is so deceptive and quiet. It is so like behind the curtain that I have to really search myself and evaluate what I do and why I do it and um, my motivations because it's, it's can really get damaging and out of control really fast. So could we jump in the merry brain for just a second? That's yeah, all. It's going a little journey. We've got the little ship. We're come flying up our in. nose right now. Come on yeah. in. And so on a daily basis, as you're still navigating this on your continue step 12, Yeah. what's going on in your brain to remind you of this on a daily basis? What's going on <laughs> in your world to, to like, how are you thinking? How are you still processing this? Is that, is that a fair question? To I'm ask? imagining a bunch of sticky notes just all inside your mind. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could say, um, yeah, I have this great process of how I'm continuing to do this every day. Um, 
But what I find is that I make little small incremental upgrades and changes and, and improvements. Um, and then Baby I, steps are still steps. Th- so those are still steps. They're yes, still moving. Wow. Yeah. Very Did you just much. come up with that? No. Shameless plug on the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Oh, we talk about man. that all the time. Check Go ahead. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it really is like, I wish I could say that. I wish I could be like, yeah. Um, I do these three things and now I am kind of up and up and to the right, but really it's not like that. Like I will, I end up crashing again or, or, but I'm not as bad. Like just to be clear, not as bad. Like I've learned how to recognize it, which I think is one of the biggest things you can do is recognize it. Um, and then just taking a step back. So so one, I would say recognize. And you're saying recognize like, oh, there's that desire to please people. Yeah. So so seeing it for what it is now. Yeah. That's pretty like, huge. Like seeing, yeah, seeing it for what it is really. That is exactly how. And having people in my life that know that too. Mm. I think that one of the biggest things that has helped me is my husband. Um, he notices, he sees it and and he ha- is the opposite of me, so he's very good at bringing it to the surface. So, so I needed the support system, but I also need to continuously find ways to see it in my life. But I usually don't see it until I mess it up. You know what I mean? I don't see it until it doesn't go as it should, and I'm really upset. And so I just start seeing those um, uncomfortable situations. I start seeing those, uh, that anxiety and that discomfort. I start seeing that as like a, Hey, red flag. Hmm. Okay. Like take notice of that. I think you're back into this cycle. And that's kind of what I think I mean by awareness is like when it gets bad, it's not, Oh, I get it now. And now it's good. It's, it gets bad. I recognize it. I know what it is and I can make the right changes. Mm-hmm. And you can repair. So yeah. Mary and I have this fortunate, I don't know if it's fortunate for Mary or not, but, <laughs> but our offices are right across from each other. <laughs> and so we interact frequently. Uh, Mary's often jokes, she wants to get one of those strings and a couple cups. Yes, so that was talk. a joke yeah. I made. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. I it's, definitely yeah. <laughs> want to and, do and that. Then, of course, we do this podcast together. And so Mary and I become good friends. Uh-huh. And so one We're of the buds. things, yeah, one of the things that's really uh, been impressive that Mary, through this process I've seen for her, is the ability to repair. Mm-hmm. And so when she knows she's getting people pleasing. And so I don't know if anyone can pick this up or not, but every once in a while I can offend people. I don't know if you've what? ever. Yeah. And so, oh. but Mary's done a good job of like, there's been a conversation we've had or something like that. Mm-hmm. She so she'll come across and say, hey, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And it's vulnerable. I'm realizing mm-hmm. now it's even more vulnerable on your part to say, hey, Brock, you ticked me off. Yes. Help me understand. And then we usually talk it through. And we're like, oh, that's not what we meant. And we're just fine. And we move no. on. And put the string back between yeah. the hallways and the cups and keep going on. And so, so anyway, just from an outsider perspective, as you're yeah. sharing the story, just that ability for you to recognize that and yeah. go repair and not, yeah. and even have difficult conversations yeah. is probably huge growth it's on your part. Seriously huge. And I would say on that, even uh, finding the right places and people to do that with, um, you know, you work here at Hope and I respect you. And, there, you know, there's people that I look at and I know they're safe people. Mm. They're not perfect people. They're not always going to respond the way I want them to or or things aren't always going to go as I plan. But there is there are people that are safe and those are the people that I can practice this with. And um, so I think mm. that that was such an important part of that. Like even with my husband, like as I took and learned these things and learning this communication and how to do this, it was like, I, I thought if I say this, everything's going to be ruined. If I say, if I do this, no, no, there is no repair, yeah. you know? 
And I thought that, but as I did it with safe people, there was repair. Yeah. It's the opposite. It's literally the opposite of what you think it's going to be. Wild, Isn't yeah. that so crazy? You're going to break relationship. Instead, you've endured relationship yes. even more so. Yeah. I love yes. even that you said practice because a lot of people, I think their hang up is, well, I'm not going to be good at this. And it's like, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're probably not because I'm horrible you don't at have it. a lot of experience <laughs> yeah. at it. But the more you kind of practice, the, yeah, the better you're going to to become at these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of my big, um, the, the thing that I learned from all of this is that um, no matter what it is, it could be good intentions. It could be bad intention. Maybe you're far on the other side um, and you know, you're like, I know this is bad. This is an obvious bad thing. But we have to recognize, and I saw this in the comparison with other people in my life that responded differently as well, but that I had to recognize that my actions have an impact. So so I would say, look at your actions. Look at, like, investigate your life. Investigate what you say you would do and what you actually do like look at yourself i love the i love the uh, word like pure because you know the bible talks about like being pure and it's really like this not mixed so i am what i say i am i do what i say i'm going to do and i had to see that in myself and so this is the verse that really stuck with me um one that comes to mind often when it comes to this um is ephesians 5:15 through 17 so be careful how you live Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. That's kind of like your cycle, I would say. Like, uh, don't just do what you always have done. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. That was a huge, um, that's one that I've carried with me as I've continued, done this continuous healing, trying to recognize how my life impacts the people around me. That's such a beautiful sentiment because oftentimes, like you said, we just get stuck in our patterns and our thoughts. And so uh, to not to, to say, hey, I'm going to go on a journey. And so, you mm-hmm. know, oftentimes I think regeneration gets a bad rap. It's like, hey, if just you're really, really having a difficult time in mm-hmm. life, come to regeneration. But it really, it's probably a program for every single human being Yeah, to make sure I'm acting thought, it's crazy. thoughtfully. Yeah, it's crazy how many things we hear. And we it's almost like not a negative, hopefully no one has a negative connotation about regeneration because it's incredible. But there are certain things we hear and we're like, bad, <laughs> negative, not, oh, I'm only going there. Or I'm only doing that thing because something's wrong or I messed up or I'm broken. Well, maybe there's a little bit of truth to that, but that's not bad. And I think that that's, that's a great example too of like, hey, when you think of regeneration and maybe that's your next step for healing and continuous healing, um, that that's a good thing. Yeah. So, so it's that changing of your mind to see things as they are. Yeah. And if you're if you don't live in the area, you can just go Google regeneration. Yeah. There's programs all over the country, mm-hmm. uh, and so that'd be a good thing to to get involved in or something like that, just to go on a journey yeah. of figuring out how can I be more thoughtful about what's going on inside of me. Love mm-hmm. it. That's awesome. Thanks, Mary, for sharing that with us. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you learned something new about God's word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.